it's it's Aldous Hodge. See, I need that. It's Aldous Hodge. Thank and you. And to my right is Irish Spring. Irish? I'm Irish Spring? You're yeah, sexual Irish, chocolate? I'm Irish Spring. <laughs> this is John acting in costume right now. Oh, my God. Crashing around. Out. There he is. That's what I'm like uh, uh, in the writer's room. Uh, who are you? Reese. I'm Beth Reescraft. I play you. Parker. <laughs> I'm Scott Veach. I'm uh, the writer. Uh, Chris Downey, executive producer. And this is The Experimental Job. Scott. Yes. Tell us where this episode came from. Well, you know, it came it, it came from uh, a sort of fascination with some of these early psychological studies by that uh, guy, Philip Zimbardo. Uh, I had gone to uh, school at Stanford where he had done the famous Stanford prison experiment. And so we had talked mm -hmm. a lot about that that experiment and that guy as a villain. And so we started imagining how, how would that guy play into the Leverage universe. And so we started just taking the, the idea of using experiments to essentially be create weapons for the CIA and that's where the name came from his experimental job and we had um, originally set part one of the season three finale in college and there was some there, there's some of the DNA comes from that episode we've eventually moved it to the Department of Defense we, we use all the parts of the Buffalo yeah that's right so there was uh, I believe the um, Prisoner's Dilemma was from that episode. That's a writer's thing. Yeah. That's a CG splash. That's a CG totally splash. That's great. Oh, yeah. And Mark, when you looked at this from a director's standpoint, were there, were there any movies that you were looking to uh, as influence um, on this? I mean, just a lot of the interrogation scenes. I was just looking at just certain ways I've seen it done before. You know, those scenes with... I think that was the one thing that when, when we get to those scenes is that I, I, I talked to Veach about ex expanding those moments between... Mm -hmm you know, the Mason and uh, Elliot, because it was just, it had so much weight to it. Let's, I said, you know, let's just stretch that out. It's actually kind of cool knowing this in the second half of the season, because, uh, I mean, where we sit now, by now you've seen the whole season probably if you've bought this, but people, the fans have been asking for more Elliot backstory, and there's a lot of that, how we address that here. And yeah. another idea that we'd actually played around with, and this is one of the things about having a writer's room that's continuous for four years, we had had, we had talked a lot in the room about the fact that Hardison had never been to college. Mm. That he was one of those guys who just went straight into his life. Uh, I have an argument all the time with my friends whose kids are getting to college age where depending on what they do, I'm like, I'll find him an internship in LA. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to spend that money. And so the idea of what Hardison's life would be like if he'd gone legit was definitely one of the ideas we want to explore here. Yeah. When you see the flashbacks too of Hardison as a teen, it's so clear that as a character he's becoming cooler and more socially integrated through his experience with. Just like Aldous himself. Yeah. I mean, he was, <laughs> just like Aldous. He was when he came into audition. He was oh, a mess. Yeah. I mean, just I was a mess. Down, socially awkward. Yeah. But so it's if you want to see too like and now like, sexual chocolate. Now, now sexual, sexual chocolate. chocolate. Graduated. Um, yeah, you want to see where where he's advanced and where he's built and where he's grown. I mean, each character. We try not to track from episode to episode change, but by the end of each season, the characters are in a different place than they started. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that certainly was something we talked about. I mean, uh, for Hardison Parker, what would it be like to see them in a college setting? What's, what would it be like to see them at a frat party? I mean, this is, this is come, those are some of the first cards that went up on the board. And this, uh, the CIA thing, uh, recruiting Pete Barrison Sundry, uh, some of it comes from the fact I actually got recruited in college. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, and went to have the meetings and went to the whole... Oh, I didn't know yes, that. Yes, I got recruited. Wow. He was Goodwill Hunting. I was, no, I was not Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> spy, I, was, I was not a spy. I went to the preliminary uh, interviews and I realized this was not for me. You were Matt but Damon? they were very... What was that? That was did you finish hot and creepy at the same time. <laughs> did you that finish, was amazing. like, math problems, John? <laughs> no, I did not fit. No, it was simply they... Anyway, Pushing the, a floor wax. The, the point being, uh, they were looking for morally pliable human beings and I managed not to be quite so morally pliable. The ponytail's uh, a great look, by the way. 
I, and, and, and the whole the whole kind of schoolgirl look there. I mean, I think that seems like she gave that, you a back to school. Oh, you see, ponytail was a joke. Schoolgirl's creepy. But I'm not saying it in a creepy way. filming of this scene, I had to walk off the set because Christian Kane was delivering a line that made me laugh so hard when he says, have you ever played a video game? Oh, my God, that's right. We couldn't get through that scene. We could not get through that scene. It was torture. I had to watch it from the sound card. Because he was saying it like Hardison was deaf. And there was such a... He was saying it like he was hard of hearing. And none of us could keep a straight face. And I actually felt bad because I ruined so many of his takes for laughing. But everybody was like... This is this Val Lundrum as Detective Grayson, who's become our secondary banano. Yes. Uh, become a constant presence in the show. Uh, we wound up using it in three episodes. I would like to give big props up to uh, both Beach and Roskin, who fought very hard for it. Uh, this is a lesbian character mm -hmm. on TNT. Uh, unlike uh, Rizzoli and Isles, we don't have fake lesbians. We have real lesbians on our show. Wow. Wow. Oh, they know. I've called them out before. And this was another early card that was up on the board, which was if we're going to have an episode that takes place at a college where... Uh, where there's experimental stuff going on. We want to see Parker electrocute who's, somebody. Uh, who, is, who is that character? Who's playing that role? Jamie. That's Jamie, Jamie Langton? Yeah. She's great. Yeah. This she is, is. She's, she's one of my funny. favorite uh, visiting, visiting actors of the year. She's like a copyright attorney, a former ballerina. She goes on speaking tours for social events. Wow. She and she's amazing. really funny, yeah. too. She's leveraged in real life. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. And wow. I you ever thought about playing out, a thief I mean, on TV? <laughs> And this kid, Jonathan Kelsey. It'd be cool if I didn't electrocute him. Yeah, he killed. He's, he's, he, and, and he's, you know, let's give him props because to have a to have a villain for the episode who's that young. Yep. I mean, yes. I know when we were, when we were conceiving the episode, that's a big challenge. Most of our guys are older, they're powerful, and you need somebody who has a lot of gravitas at that age. Well, he really he's fantastic. He's representative of a lot of the things that you're angry about in this country, which yeah. is people. We have. Uh, we have inherited wealth in this country. We have a de facto royalty, and that is these people whose kids go to these schools and they move immediately into these banks and they have kids who do the exact same jobs. I mean, to pretend otherwise is, you know, America has the biggest uh, income inequality of any developed nation, and, and this is why, these families, you know, this sort of system. And it's one of those things we kind of skirt over because the self-image of America is of being able to move between classes but you're actually more likely to move between classes in England, which has an actual royalty, yeah, right. than you are in America. John hates inherited wealth. <laughs> Good to know. Hey, Don't bring up inherited episode. wealth in writer's room. <laughs> move along. I I'm, I'm, thank you, Elvis. Tim was great in that bit there, Jim by the way, really when he leans into him and says, you will, by the you way. You will, by the way. That is a great mate, I'm going to fuck you moment. That yeah, really is. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. And by the way, you're fantastic in this scene. Not to give props up just oh, to the visiting you. actors. Yes. Uh, yeah. You take command of this room very nicely. Very nicely done. Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's uh, it's a great it's a great showcase for both uh, for both you and Christian in this episode. I mean, I think both of you. It's parallel storylines. Mm -hmm. I think you both uh, did great jobs on on each storyline. This was not the original set either, was it, Mark? No. no. <laughs> it's a, it appears to be a library. And, 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 and as Tim's suggestion, we moved it up here because uh, this scene, uh, this room was played later on. 
But it was one of those things where, you know, on the tech scout, your, 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 your grips are like, yeah, we can't get a dolly up there. And then on the day of the shoot, Dave goes, bring all three dollies up there. And they're like, yes, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it's the power of the DP. Well, what well, is let, me, let me ask you, as a director, what are you looking for in a room when you shoot? Because most people don't yeah. understand. When we, you when we develop have, a show, I mean, it, we have a tech scout, which is when you, you, the director walks around and finds the places he wants to shoot. It's, what are you looking for? You know, the difference between that room and the room that we were looking at, that room had texture, it had depth, you had all this old wood, you had windows, and you books. had beautiful light fixtures to yeah, shoot the books, through. Yeah. You had all the books, all the dressing. You know, the other place, you know, had bare white walls that would right. drive but, but, the DP But crazy. you know what that room did not have? Air conditioning. It did not. Oh, no. man, it was hot in there. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. But I have to say, uh, uh, you know, one thing I noticed about Jonathan is, as uh, and it, uh, it never really um, popped for me before, was he was an actor who listened. Yeah. Not he didn't just recite his words. He listened to what the other actors were saying, and would adjust based on what they were saying. What? Uh, the, the biggest compliment. Nicely done. All other actors on set are like the adults on a Charlie Brown cartoon to you, aren't they? Your line coming up. Your line coming up. I will say, to credit, to a lot of credit to that actor, the first time we watched this, we were watching it in Dean's apartment, remember in Portland? Because we were shooting the finale. Five minutes in, Dean went, God, I want to punch this kid. Yeah, that's what you want. That's the that's what the moment you want from that character. And he's literally the nicest human being in real life. I know. Which makes I know. It, hey, it's good acting. Yeah. Great. No, it's funny because at one point we got a note from the network. It's like it doesn't look like a scary enough. Uh, doesn't look like a scary enough shelter. And I went, I don't want to be there. I don't know about you, but those guys are really working crazy. Yeah. That's They're, milk and that's champagne. That's, I get yeah, it. I get that. that is probably not, I haven't showered, I'm glamorous. I'm totally on board. And the, and the two wows cross-cut. No. Good act out. Good act out. Thanks. Nicely done. Yeah. And, they, and, and Tim knew when he found out that this was going to be what's kicking off the second half of the season, he added that line, here we go. Yeah. And then they it's tra- it's it's a good call. It's a really good call, because uh, yeah, the, the second half of the season has a really weird momentum to it. It really is like builds. There's a sense of dread underneath even yeah. the lighter episodes. Yeah. I have to say this was one of the episodes I had a lot of work to do in prep. That we worked really hard on the script and the locations. You know, we had a lot of things fall out of place, and it came together great. Yeah. Yeah. Good work, everybody. Good work. Yeah, good work. Thanks for watching. Sweet. Thanks. thanks.